Rugby wrap-up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pump, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Rugby Odds, starring former WWE champion John Bradshaw-Layfield, God's gift to rugby, gift a Belu of the Gift Time Rugby Network, and featured guest, former NOLA Gold head coach, Nate Osborne. Hey, so as per usual, John Bradshaw, Layfield, Gifte Bailu, and Nate Osborne are doing absolutely nothing in the green room, just, you know, eating and relaxing and listening to music while I have to do the heavy lifting on last week's action. So let's get right to the recap. Our friends from the Great White North, those Toronto Arrows, went to our nation's capital against Old Glory DC and showed us all that they are once again a formidable opponent. After a missed scoring opportunity following a picked off pass, the visiting Arrows looked like they were in for a long afternoon as Old Glory dominated possession and got a Rob Iramiscu try to take the lead. But Lucas Rumble got the Arrows on target and they took advantage of some shoddy DC play and a long ramble for a try by front row man Cole Keith helped them cruise to a 29-5 victory. In a battle of Western Conference undefeated Titans, the Austin Gilgronies went way up into the Pacific Northwest to face the Seattle Seawolves at Starfire Stadium. Seattle went out to an early lead before the Starfire fans and got them crazy, but the Gilgronies did not blink. They did not go quietly into the night and prevailed in freezing cold and rain to run their record to 4-0. Seattle's late charge for a try gets them an important bonus point. However, Austin wins 25-18. Then it was an interconference battle down in Dallas as New York went into Texas, into Arlington to be specific at Choctaw Stadium, and absolutely dominated at the line of scrummage. Showing impressive depth in their front row, they pushed the Jackals all over the pitch before opening it up in the second half with some champagne rugby led by the veteran all-black Andy Ellis. Dallas will have their work cut out for them in fixing that front row, but in the meantime, New York looking good at 3-0. Final score, 41-5, New York over Dallas. In another pivotal Western Conference battle, San Diego went into Houston to face the Sabercats. San Diego was just healthy enough to eke out an important win against a feisty but sloppy Sabercats at the Cats Meow. Indeed, the Sabercats squandered a halftime lead by allowing 13 unanswered points, and the Legion prevailed despite a yellow card to Ma'ananu behind smart play from Will Hooley and key kicking from Joe Peterson. San Diego win 31-20. Finally, out west at the Coliseum in Los Angeles, the New England Free Jacks went across the country and showed that they are for real. The T-Sippers may have come up short, but they demonstrated that they are not to be taken lightly. In the only game that wasn't in freezing conditions, LA won a seesaw battle and survives at home without Matt Gittu, who is yet to lace up the boots this season. Final score, Los Angeles, 19, New England, 15. All right, next up, we're going to bring the guys in, but before we do, 
We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Looking for your next vehicle? With Shee's Easy Search, choose from over 3,000 new and used vehicles. Shop, trade, or buy online or in-store. We make it easy with our award-winning service. It's easy at Shee. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, they're done faffing and farting in the green room. John Bradshaw Layfield, Gift A. Bailu, and Nate Osborne. Guys, what a week it was in rugby. Six Nations, we had Major League Rugby, and John Bradshaw Layfield had one of the worst weeks as a prognosticator ever. And he gets this week's wooden spoon twice for the Six Nations and for Major League Rugby. John, that's a few words. No, no, that's that is horse. <laughs> don't bleep that out either, because that's horse. I'll say it again. Horse <laughs> I, right. think said, I think You're he said. I think he said. Irish. You're freaking Irish. Had the referee in their back pocket at one point. The Italy boys, who are so overmatched, they were already giving up forty and a half points when the game started. Are playing with twelve players. It's more fixed. It's more fixed than roller derby. You were one and four at MLR, and you were one and three and six. You were in Austin texting us looking for the Alamo, you dummy. I did. <laughs> I and for those that don't know anything, the Alamo is in San Antonio. It's where Pee Wee Herman Black is in the basement, and he had a bald guy looking for it in Austin on 6th Street. Isn't it all just one big thing? <laughs> what Texas? happens when you get out of Steve Lewis's ass, well, you get lost. Just suck it up. I don't Take like wood you. Exposed. I don't like I'm saying I don't like you. If you were drowning, I'd throw you a bowling ball. Okay? <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how I think of you. They wouldn't know who to save. With Matt's head and a bowling ball, they have to they'd save the bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, A2 Brute. Okay. I see how this is going to go this week. Here we go. Here we go. Let's get right to last week's business or this week's business. We have big matchups on our on our table. Seattle. Friday Night Lights. John, Seattle. Seattle. Friday Night Lights. Welcoming in the Nola Nate Osborne less Nola Gold. And it's Seattle minus five. John. What do you think, Seattle? Seattle minus the five. The gold mine down in Nala is zero and three without Nate. Nate should coach. Gifts should host. All right, that's simple. That's a simple little thing we've got going on here. All right, and when they leave Seattle, they're going to be zero and four. I think Seattle. Look, that Seattle last week. Uh, the, the weather was bad. They still had a good home field advantage. They could have lost that by a couple tries. They held up pretty tight. They're going to beat Nala, I believe. I'll tell you who held up for Seattle was Matt Truville on the sideline. He was yeah. soaking wet, but he he fought through it. He didn't even put his hood on. That's that's dedication. That's Australian. dedication. Gift, you got your New Orleans team going up there. You're how are you gonna figure this one out for us? You gonna pick against New Orleans, Gift? Well, look, look. I have to say, I don't know what's going on for this year. Actually, I do know. We're missing a person, a key person, a person that 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 creates the full completion of what the team should be. In. Julian Dominguez. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Dominguez. Julian Dominguez. That's who they're missing. You're absolutely I agree. right. I yeah. agree. They are missing. They are missing exactly. <laughs> but New Orleans is just – I'm going to have to consider this year to be a rebuild year because it, it just has not been fitting correctly so far this season. 
I'm going to die continuously inside because it's back-to-back weeks that I've had to say this, but I look for Seattle to take this one. Broccoli people continue to rise. Broccoli is man-made. Aren't they the green cauliflower people? I'm getting confused. Now you're calling them broccoli people again. They were broccoli people, and they were green cauliflower, but they've been winning, so they get to be broccoli again. Broccoli is man-made. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're not mishearing things here, but this is how we do it on this stellar gambling show. Nate, what do you got? Mate, I will say the gift right away about NOLA, they're not rebuilding, mate. Like, they they were 10-5-1 last year. Missed the playoffs by a point. The year who before, coached, they missed it by two points. Who coached them last year? Uh, some stud. <laughs> um, what I will say is, is, is I don't think it's the coaching. I don't know what's going on in, the, in, in that locker room. I haven't been in there. But uh, I will say they're not rebuilding. They, they went into this season with the idea that they were going to take the next step. And it was all playoffs or bust for them this year. So they haven't aimed up. The, the men in the locker room haven't aimed up. And I, I, I think they're going to get beat again. I, you know, I've backed them every week and said that I know the guys in that locker room will stand up and they just haven't done it. I don't know what's going on, but I think that Seattle's very hard to beat in Seattle. It's something that New Orleans has never done anyway. Uh, and I think that uh, Seattle will actually win pretty easily because I just think that they're too good up there and I think New Orleans is, is struggling and there's something missing. I don't know what it is. Uh, Julian Dominguez Kyle is a big Bailey. <laughs> Kyle Bailey. Kyle Bailey, Julian Dominguez, they're probably pieces. Uh, but I know the young guys that they got in to replace them were um, hungry and I was excited, you know, for the, for those some of those changes. So um, it, it's very hard to point a finger at anybody, but I think that New Orleans, uh, it, they're in a must win and they need to get get back on track because, you know, winning winning helps everything and they, they're just not winning. And I, I don't think that they're going to win this week. So I, I back Seattle to, to cover. All right. There, More there than you record, have... what, what, rebuild is also mental rebuilding as well. Maybe not roster. Maybe not staffing, but mental rebuilding, all right? We mental rebuilding. <laughs> mental That's rebuilding. That's some voodoo stuff yeah. going on. Right. Yeah. right, right. Yeah, you can't – I don't think you can go into – I don't think any team – I don't think any team with the, with the ambition of winning the championship and, you know, ha- having good successful seasons before it, just because they lose a couple of games can go, oh, we're rebuilding. Well, that's a cop-out. And, and they, need to, they need to aim up, you know, as, as men in that locker room and, and as – from top to bottom in that organization, they need to aim up this week. And they've got a good test Friday night in Seattle. Can they go up there and they, can they turn it around? God, I mean, just that, I, you know, if you were in the locker room just saying that, I'd be fired up, man. It's just, <laughs> But it's just way too much for this show. We can't have this long an answer. So we're going to have to cut the rest of the show down now. But we're leaving that in. How about we do this? We save a lot of space and cut you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cut me out. Cut me out. I'm going with Seattle. Seattle. Seattle minus five. Next one up. Saturday, Utah, the Mountain Men, welcoming in Dallas, who were beaten to a pulp last week, and it was basically the front row of Dallas that was just decimated and the tight five. Now it's Utah at home now, and Dallas has to go up to Utah, John. Yeah, there was an announcer that called uh, the game Free Jackals this past week in a rugby New York game with Dallas. I have no idea, but you should drug test that person or at least cognitive test that person because they're CTE and they're just flat being high. He's getting some mental rebuilding. What happened? So, look, we don't know if rugby New York is really that good or if Dallas is that bad. I think it's a combination of both. You know, Dallas looked pretty good that first game against Austin. They scored some points the next week. I think they're going to go up to Utah, unfortunately, and have the same result. They're going to be winless once they get out of the mountain. And gift? Land this baby gift. Land it because Nate stole all our extra time. So, mountain people minus 14. 
You know, I, I, I've advocated for the Mountain people to be coming out hard, and I think this week they've had the time to be able to rest, get their minds, play these games close beforehand. But with Dallas, look, the week not this past week, but the week before whenever they had the close game, that was an emotional loss for them. And we saw the results of it this past week. I think we're going to see it again continue, and we're kind of just starting to cycle because a team with no head coach that's still new, determining its leaders, and I've been saying they're not going to catch their win until week six or seven before they really get rolling. Jackals aren't going to be going into the mountains. Too much air loss. It's too thin. Utah taking this one point and win. Nate, what do you think? I think this week they, they're still going to be unstuck. They're going to. It's going to take them a few weeks to try and get close again. Uh, I, I don't see him going to Utah. Utah's been disappointing this year, but as well, you know, so um, unlike Nola, Utah has an opportunity at home to right the ship a little bit, and I think they're going to do it this week. I agree with you. I concur with you 100%. I, I agree with you, Nate. The Jackals, not the free Jackals, but the free Jackals, jackals <laughs> are going up, and the Mountain Men are going to run all over them. Next one up, Atlanta. Welcoming in Houston. And it's going to be Atlanta minus six. This is a tough one to pick, but Atlanta's a very good team. What is Houston, though, John? Other than from Texas. Ah, Alamo. God bless, God bless Texas. <laughs> God bless our boys going into hot Atlanta. Like, uh, Houston had some chances this past week. They, they, they had the ball near the try line many times. They just couldn't put it across, which uh, worries me a lot about a team that doesn't have the ability to finish off uh, runs like that. And so I'm worried about Houston going into Atlanta. I think Houston's going to be competitive, but I think Atlanta wins this game. Gift. When it comes to this Houston team, I, I think this is a team that has the biggest lack of identity. They are great one week and then – mid the next week and they're good the week after and then they just dropped the ball like they did this past week but you know i i do think that they're a team that likes to bounce back i actually look at atlanta to be able to still win this game but i do think houston is going to cover the points that point spread again is six points nate mate i don't know what to think of houston i thought week one they were great in la uh beating la then i thought it was a great game they had against new york but then they were pretty average against uh Dallas until the last 10 minutes and then this week they you know played a good first half not a good second half I just think they've got too many mistakes in them they go give away too many penalties uh and Atlanta punishes teams that do that so I think Atlanta wins and I think they cover I I, I think Houston's better than than they've been I do but I'm gonna go with Atlanta at home because they can score a lot of points they can they can score a lot of points Atlanta all right we're gonna take a quick break before we come back for our last two matches been blind since I was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has a taste on the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. John Bradshaw Layfield. Gentlemen, the next one up, New York, welcomes in New England. 
England and New England surprising everybody this year, playing very good rugby and almost stealing a win at the Coliseum in Los Angeles, but they had heartbreak instead. And it's New York minus six in their home opener in Frank Sinatra's hometown of Hoboken, New Jersey, John. Yeah, look, New England looked good, but the Geltinis looked really bad. They should have won that by two or three tries. They dropped balls all over the field. Uh, it was just a sloppy game by uh, the Geltinis. I think that led to the close score. Rugby New York, to me, uh, could be the best team in the league. I think it's either them or Austin, in my opinion. Dallas has got professional rugby players on that side of the ball, too. And, and while I understand that it's a new team, Rugby New York ran roughshod over those boys down in the great state. And I just, I think Rugby New York is a really good team. And I can't, they can't wait to get back home and they're going to run roughshod all over those tea sippers. That's Giff's word from last year, ladies and gentlemen. You have to go back and watch. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, but Nate, uh, Nate, go ahead. New England has impressed me in, in a sense of the way that they, they know how they want to play. Um, but like I said last week, they'd beaten the two bottom teams. They went to LA and they gave it a shot, but I agree with John that LA probably should have won by a little bit more. I think New York's going to win this one. And I think they're going to, it's going to be a good game. This is the one I'm most excited to watch actually. And I think it's going to be a good game, but I think New York's going to win. This is a tough one. This is a tough one to pick and I think it's going to be close, but. Oh, think- give me a break. You're you, wherever Stephen Lewis goes, you're going to pick. You've never picked against New York. No, I ever, have. ever. I have. No. So why why do you there was a time there was even a time <laughs> every week you say there was oh, a time when Matt picked Jamaica to win the World Seven Series because Steve Lewis was coaching. He picked Jamaica to win the World Seven Series because <laughs> Steve Lewis was coaching <laughs> at the Olympics. Yeah. The Olympics. He said Jamaica to win the gold because Steve Lewis is coaching. He wants because free rent. If he got through that yeah, ripper shot, they're gonna they're gonna kill the Fijians. All right, okay, so I'm gonna take New York minus the six at home versus a very good uh, New England team, but this could be an upset. Shocker. This could be an upset. Gift, what do you have to say about this? I look at uh, the Free Jacks, again, constantly playing, but no. New York is just a better team right now. And you know what? That's, that's all I have to say. There's nothing else. Just... San Diego versus All Glory. San Diego at home, minus 11 against John's All Glory team, who he's going to pick against despite the fact that he's going to say, oh, all of my friends, I love them, they live next to them, but I can't pick against them. That's exactly what I want to say. <laughs> Love those guys. It's my team. But they looked awful last week. They didn't do anything really well. They, they didn't kick well. They didn't chase the ball well. They didn't cover the ball well. You know, they, they, what they did was they would play for 80% of the game well. And then as soon as they would get a, a break, the other team would score. But they don't have an explosive threat for themselves. And by the way, when I texted you and Nate and Gift that they don't have an explosive threat, your response was, I have an explosive threat in my shorts. That's what you said. That was one of the most childish, pedantic responses I've ever gotten in my life. I had gas. When you got a team that's not playing well and they're playing really poorly right now, they're giving up way too many explosive threats. And they got to travel 3,000 miles to, to play at a team that's playing pretty well. That's not something that usually ends well. So, unfortunately, I think D.C. is going to be on the losing side of this by double digits. Gift, what do you think? San Diego is a team that has been just getting improved, regardless of how I felt about them. They seem to be holding themselves up. And like like John said, uh, oh, glory, just it's – can I call them a rebuild? You go again, you go 3,000 miles across, going back in time, and San Diego's still going to have the opportunity. So <laughs> look for San Diego taking this with the points and the win, double digits. We don't have to go into any explanations. Uh, Nate, 
while he's pondering that, what is your pick in this one? Mate, old glory, a struggling. Uh, and I really think that those blokes, as whoever their leaders are on that team, uh, Fernando Schultz and, and those blokes need to pull the boys in and they need to have a hard look at themselves. Like John said before, they're professional rugby players. They train every day. They watch film. They know how to do this, and they're just not aiming up. And at the time, when, when they need those big guys to stand up, they're getting yellow cards for hitting guys off the ball, and they're walking around. They're not driving on the ball before halftime. They're not chasing kicks like John. Like They're a team that needs to sit in a room and have a strong, hard look at themselves and step up and, and get out and throw, throw their shoulders into San Diego, or their season's done. And you can say that in five weeks that their season's done, but they'll be done if they don't go there and throw some shoulders into San Diego. In saying that, San Diego will beat them because I just don't think they're going to be able to aim up. And unfortunately for all glory, San Diego is getting healthy again and getting those big names back out on the pitch. And they are at home, and they got that good fan base. This is a tough one. I think I think it's going to be more than 11 points, absolutely. And I, and I hate to say that because – I like Old Glory and Paul Sheehy and Sheehy Auto stores because I drive around in their very nice Volkswagen Taos. The game of the season, arguably, is Austin welcoming in the Giltinis. And the Giltinis aren't undefeated. It is the Gilgronis that are 4-0 at the top of the table, John. And they're, they're minus four. Austin is the favorites. Yeah, Austin looked great against the Seattle. They went up there and played in some really bad weather and came up their athleticism showed out. Those are some big, tough guys who really attack the ball. But that being said, Giltinis have got some incredible athletes. I just think they're reckless. I mean, these guys were, were making incredible passes, and then they'd blow it uh, and blow a try by making a stupid pass, you know, by, by doing too much. And I think they do too, too much. Sometimes that happens. You know, Brett Favre is a great quarterback. And because he had such a rocket arm, he tried to throw in triple coverage sometimes and get interceptions. I think they're much the same way. And so I'm going to go with uh, the God bless Texas team. And I'm going to go with Austin running rickshaw all over the gladiators from the Coliseum. Wow. Oh, yeah. Run rickshaw. How about that? That your walrus penis right there will get you $100 and a cup of coffee. Gift, he's talking coffee, but this is a battle of two drinks. The Gilgroni versus the Giltini. Who are you sipping? Last year, it was all Giltinis. They had the hot coach. They had the hot team and just came out on fire. Right now, they're getting what we call the championship hangover. They have not felt like they do not have that same fire that they used to. But Austin does. Austin said last year, oh, we were just defense and no offense. Now we decide to add our offense, and now we actually got something. Austin is the best team in the MLR. Most likely is going to end up winning the championship. And I look for Austin to not You just can't pick New York, can you? You can't pick (laughs) New York. (laughs) <laughs> not just only to be able to beat Giltini, but to beat them severely uh, at home. Like, this is going to be the makeup for last year's terrible outing that they had. And uh, I don't know if L.A. is going to really get this stuff together until, like, the end of the season. But Austin's eating this one. Nate, you heard him say, you know, they're hung- they got a hangover. And they're named after a drink. What's your take on this? Austin for real? Is this the big test for them? Yeah, and, and I think last year, even when you look at the teams that beat uh, LA last year, they were the high-flying, and most of the games they're up by you know, 30, 40 points. So the passes that they're throwing now, when they're up by five points, either were coming off or they weren't, it didn't matter. Uh, the teams that beat them, uh, New York, Atlanta, and NOLA, all went there and all just bashed the crap out of them until they just couldn't get out of their road. And so you saw week one, uh, Houston bashed them. 
And then you saw yesterday, uh, New England almost pulled off an upset because they just wanted to defend. They just wanted to tackle. And if you make it a game with 20 minutes to go, you're a chance against LA. And I think that uh, Atlanta, uh, Austin, if you talk about a rebuild, like Giff's been saying, they've done it perfectly. They were 0-16 two years ago. Now they're 0-4 and looking like the best team in the league. So I think that um, Austin continues to, on the trajectory of uh, being the best team in the league, one of the best teams in the league. So I think they win and they win comfortably. And that Western Conference is looking strong now that San Diego's getting their pieces yeah. back together. And, you know, again, we keep mentioning Houston. We don't know who they are, but they are a good team, right? So we've got a lot of, lot of good teams that are potentially going to be fighting it till the end. This is a pivotal matchup for Austin to say we're the best, right? And they are at home. And, again, you get a little – all the teams are banged up a little bit with key players out. And, but the Gilgronies – are a very formidable team. They're going to win this one, and they're going to win by more than four. That coming from a person who got drunk at Austin looking for the Alamo. I did, <laughs> I did think the Alamo was in in Austin, and I was walking around. You were texting I, us. You had been day drinking. It looked like an alphabet explosion on the phone, and you were trying to find the Alamo in Austin. Wow, you know, loose lips sink ships. You know, little little. <laughs> Don't text John Layfield, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I did, mate, I did the same thing the week before. I didn't text anybody. And if you don't ever text me again, that's wonderful. <laughs> Wooden Mr. Wooden Spoons. Not just one, two wooden spoons for John Layfield this weekend. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Mr. John Bradshaw Layfield, Mr. Gifte Bailu, who's going back in time when he flies to California, and Mr. Nate Osborne, who should be coaching in Major League Rugby this season. On behalf of these gentlemen, I'm Matt McCarthy. Thank you for tuning in. Please sign up for our weekly newsletter. Please press that subscribe button on your YouTube channel. Please check out our other segments, including our MLR highlights show and our college rugby wrap-up. And please, please, please sign up for our Red Cross Blood donor team.